0: everyone. You're listening to Save Me an Isle Seat, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiasts, Amber and Kylie. Hello. Hello. Also joining us is our musical newbie, Matt. Good evening. (laughs) Dracula, (laughs) which is also a musical. But not what we're covering today. Yep.
1: Oh. Should have said in Russian. (laughs) Yeah, I guess.
0: Okay, so this week, we are covering the musical... Anastasia. Yes. Yeah. Anastasia. Let's just hop right into that.
2: Absolutely. So, musical Anastasia is obviously based on the 1997 movie of the same name, which adapts the legend of the Grand Duchess Anastasia of Russia, who could have escaped the execution of her family. They did keep a few songs for the movie, but they added several new numbers and it adds characters that weren't in the film, as well as removes the whole, like, supernatural Rasputin thing. So, Which is lame.
0: Yeah. yeah. Boo.
2: So, it's fine. <laughs> is it? And so, Act 1 is set in Russia, while Act 2 is set in Paris. And so, we have two very, like, opposite feels here, right? One is very, like, oppressive and dark. And the other is free and creative, and I really see that in the show. The music and lyrics were written by Lynn Ahrens and Stephen Flaherty, and the book was written by Terence McNally.
0: So there was a reading held in 2012 featuring Erin Tibet and Angela Lansbury, among others. Original stage production previews premiered at the Hartford stage on May 13, 2016, starring Christy Altemeyer and Derek Kalena as Anya and Dimitri. It opened on Broadway on April 24, 2017, featuring most of the original cast and it closed on March 31st, 2019, after 808 performances. The European tour opened on October 3rd, 2018, in Madrid, Spain. The North American tour opened on October 9th, 2018, in New York, and closed in 2020 due to COVID, of course. COVID oh, yep. we just ruining yeah. everything. <laughs> there was a German production that ran from November 2018 to October
2: 2019. And I'm gonna... Butcher this name here, but a Dutch production opened in September twenty nineteen, and Milan von Wardenburg,
0: yep, yeah, close enough,
2: good job. Yeah. Played Dimitri in the German production and then transferred to the Dutch production, making him the first actor to play the role in two countries and two different languages. Mm, that's wow,
1: impressive. yeah,
2: that's impressive. Yeah, a Mexican production was supposed to open in late twenty nineteen, but has been postponed indefinitely. Not sure oh. why. A Japanese production was set to premiere in 2020. They had 14 performances and then stopped because COVID. So the Takarazuka... Yep. The Takarazuka Review, an all-female musical theater group in Japan, actually staged Anastasia during the summer of 2020. That's pretty cool. Hmm. The production overall of Anastasia has been met with mixed reviews. So people say that it has an impressive opening sequence and is really nostalgic in regards to the movie. But it has uneven subplots and an overly long running time, which I find interesting. Mm. And the quote that I found that I really liked is, Bloody periods of history, like the Russian Revolution, do not naturally lend themselves to perky song and dance. Which, <laughs> <laughs> fair. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, Unless you're going for, like, the, the dark humor kind yeah. of stuff, I guess. Interesting. Yep. So this week we are working off the original broadway cast recording which i believe is the only one currently available and it will be on our spotify of course i will link that down in our show notes it definitely isn't loud and poppy and wild like some of the other shows we've covered this one tends to be softer and it flows a bit more which really reflects on the show this show is also pretty sparse on set pieces which is interesting most of the design is in large printed backdrops like showing russia paris a ballroom etc with small pieces like beds and benches on stage for characters to use and interact with. Very minimalistic. Yeah. Yay. You have to use your mind. Imagination. Theater of the mind. So we have a prologue with this one, and it's 1906. The years are projected onto the stage, which is kind of cool. We're in St. Petersburg, Russia. The Dowager Empress is about to move to Paris, so she comforts her five-year-old granddaughter, the Grand Duchess Anastasia, She gives her a music box, which plays a familiar lullaby. She promises that when her family comes to Paris, the two of them will walk on the Pont Alexander III bridge and see a ballet together. This is prologue, Once Upon a December. We jump to 11 years later. Anastasia is attending a ball and dancing happily with her family members when the Bolsheviks raid the place. She attempts to retrieve her music box, but then her family is shot and captured. This is the last dance of the Romanovs, and it's actually not on the soundtrack. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. There's a few songs that aren't
2: on the soundtrack, but yeah.
0: The Dowager Empress receives word that the entire family has been executed. Dun dun dun. It's terrible. Terrible way to go at your own party. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So yeah, what a sad beginning to uh, this show here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Makes you want to sing and dance. Sure.
2: (laughs) So, starting us into Act One. It's 1927. Once again, we're in St. Petersburg, Russia, but it has been renamed Leningrad. So communism Mm. is in full swing. People are miserable. (laughs) Not that they weren't before, but it's even worse now. We are introduced to Gleb Vaganov, a Bolshevik general. He's announcing the change to the people that this is now Leningrad, and he's promising a bright future. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yep.
2: The character, Dimitri, joins the song and speaks up, telling the truth of Russia. So people are starving, and you can get arrested, or worse, for, like, speaking out against the government, and it's just, it's a terrible time. And then there's a bunch of other townspeople joining in, singing sarcastic lines about how they are good and loyal comrades. <laughs> yep. Yep. The Russians start gossiping about the rumor that Anastasia survived, and how the Dowager Empress will give her a reward for someone who brings her her granddaughter. So, two conmen, Dmitri and Vlad Popov, who is an ex-member of the imperial court, hear these rumors and decide to take on the biggest con in history, which is to find a girl, train her up, pass her off as the grand duchess, and then get rich. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. That'll
1: work. Easy peasy.
2: <laughs> this song is a rumor in St. Petersburg. And during the song, we also see Anya, and so she's working as a street sweeper, and she gets startled when a car backfires nearby, which is uh, similar to a gunshot. Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Gleb actually stops and kind of helps her calm down, and he's immediately attracted to her, because she's beautiful, because <laughs> that's what it takes, and tries to get her to come to a tea shop with him, but she turns him down, saying that she has to keep working and keep her job, because they're hard to come by. We go Fair. back to Dimitri at the end of the song, who's walking by a series of street vendors. He wants something from the Romanov Palace, some trinket, so he can convince the Dowager Empress that this is really Anastasia. And so he sees the music box and buys it for two cans of Beans! beans. Which... Doesn't seem like much, but remember that people were starving, so they would take whatever they could get. And obviously, we have a pretty big deviation from the movie here, but it's fine. It'll all turn out. (laughs) Spoiler alert. It works out.
0: So, Dimitri and Vlad hold auditions in an abandoned theater. They are unsuccessful, (laughs) (laughs) and they are just about to give up when Anya walks in, asking for paperwork to get to Paris. They dismiss her, but then she vaguely remembers an old memory of seeing a play at a theater. And the two men are fascinated. This girl has amnesia, she doesn't remember who she is, and has very few memories of her past. She tells her story, being found on the side of the road by nurses who named her Anya. She has lived homeless and fending for herself ever since. But she has dreams about more, and at this point, lights and shadows start dancing across the stage, representing old memories that she can't quite remember. She has thoughts of Paris, but she also vaguely remembers Flashes and Screams, the murder of her family. And the song is In My Dreams. And so Dimitri and Vlad select Anya as their impersonator. Imposter. Whatever. Same difference. Yeah. At the capital, workers sort through rumors and reports of dissent. The con gets reported to Gleb by some of the women who auditioned and didn't get the role. And he files a case for Anya. And the song is The Rumors Never End, which is also not on the soundtrack. Meanwhile, Vlad and Dimitri groom Anya into becoming Anastasia through history, dining, and dancing lessons. The song is learned to Do It. This song is just fun. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's fun. full of random information that she's memorizing, as well as plenty of joking, like about her being very feisty, not liking Stroganov, and remembering a relative's cat, even though Vlad hadn't told her about it.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then, fun fact, the real Anastasia has actually been called nasty to the point of being evil. Oh. Hmm. So apparently she was terrible.
0: (laughs) Okay. I mean, rich children tend to kind of be that way.
2: Yeah. She was a little spoiled. Gleb orders Anya's arrest, and she is brought into his office, and he interrogates her and tries to warn her off from the plot. Keep in mind that she doesn't know that it's a con. She thinks that she could potentially be this person that that Vlad and Dimitri are trying to convince her that she is. And so she doesn't think there's anything wrong. But of course, Gleb reveals to her that he knows that the real Anastasia is dead because his father was one of the soldiers that shot the Romanovs. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so he, who was a young boy at the time, had overheard the gunshots and screams. And so he wonders in this moment if he would have shot them had he been in his father's place. But he also notices that Anya has the Romanov eyes and like kind of gets distracted by our eyes for a minute. And realizes that she could actually be Anastasia, and what could this mean for him and his country? But he also kind of has a crush on her too, so he just like lets uh, her off with a warning. Um, you cute, which go on. I think is one of the most like unrealistic yet realistic parts of this whole thing because like <laughs> men are weak. It's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um, and so this song is the Neva flows. <laughs> it's yep, it's something. It's something. <laughs> Anya reunites with Dimitri after this whole incident, uh, and they're actually attacked by some of his old con partners, and they fight them off. And so this Ah. is the Neva Flows reprise, which is not on the soundtrack. And impressed by this fight they just had, I guess, Dimitri opens up to Anya for the first time. So he tells her of his childhood as an orphan alone in the streets of St. Petersburg. So he had to steal and barter and basically became very clever because of it. And this is the song, My Petersburg. And so this song really emphasizes how Dimitri and Gleb are foils to each other. They've both been influenced by their fathers and their upbringings. Yet Gleb is more focused on the past while Dimitri looks to the future. Interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. And so Dimitri has begun to trust Anya. He shows her the music box. He hasn't been able to get it open. Anya somehow recognizes it. She winds and opens the box and begins to remember some of her past. She imagines a ballroom and it comes alive. Dancers flowing across the stage around them, and the song is Once Upon a December. This reaffirms Anya's desire to go to Paris. She knows something is waiting for her there, but Dimitri says they don't have enough money for the tickets. She gives him her most prized possession, a diamond she had found sewn into her dress years earlier. Neat. And The song is A Secret She Kept, which is also not on the soundtrack. <laughs> There's a lot of those. <laughs> there is.
2: Yes. I, I did actually read something about how... that. W- so that was common then, right? They sewed a bunch of diamonds into all the daughter's dresses so that if they did, like, get kidnapped or lost or whatever, like, they could support themselves, like, with those diamonds. Yeah. But I also read something about how, like, some of those diamonds deflected some of the bullets. Yeah. So, interesting, uh, piece there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think it actually, like, deflected it enough so they, they lived through the first round of shots, and the people were real freaked out about it, (laughs) and so they got shot extra. Oh. Yeah. That sucks. The three go to the train station. Count Ippolitov recognizes Anya as Anastasia and kisses her hand. As they board the train illegally, Count Ippolitov leads everyone in a prayer of farewell to Russia. The song is Stay, I Pray You. This song is actually very reminiscent of an iconic Russian song that was written around the time period of the show. This song also contains hints of Rasputin's villain theme from the movie, and this connects to the musical in that there really isn't a clear antagonist where Gleb is, like, the closest we get to a bad guy. But rather, Russia as a whole is the main villain here. As the group leaves Russia, their love for their home is contradicting with the unwelcoming environment and social, political, and economic instability they are trying to get away from. Heavy. Ha! You thought you were (laughs) going to be learning about a musical? You're learning about socioeconomics. Yee! Boo! (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: And so, the three, Vlad... Dimitri and Anya reflect on what they hope to accomplish in Paris. And so they all kind of sing over each other, and the song will go from there. And so Anya hopes to discover her true identity, of course. Dmitri just wants money. He's simple here at the beginning, anyway. And Vlad is hoping to win back a lady he once had an affair with, who is the Countess Lily uh-huh. Molesky-Moloyevich. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Which
2: uh, is Sophie, if you remember the movie. Yeah, anyway, there's also some cute little Anya Dimitri moments in this uh, song for you shivers out there, i.e. myself. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, Count Ippolitov? 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 Whatever. Ippolitov? The, shot... <laughs> the Count. The Count is shot and killed by police for illegally boarding the train. Oh. They then go after Anya Dmitri and Vlad, since they are wanted criminals. So the three jump off the train and get away, and they travel across Russia on foot. Gleb receives orders to follow Anya and kill her if she is the real Anastasia, and if she's not, just to bring her back to Russia. And so this song is traveling sequence, although it's, again, not on the soundtrack. (laughs) But he agrees to this task, and also also at the same time realizing that he's kind of in love with her. (laughs) Okay. Or at least has some sort of, like, strong connection with her. And so he questions, like, his heart versus his head. And the song is still.
0: I met this lady once. I don't love her. Welcome to musicals.
1: Doesn't take much. (laughs) She's pretty. I love her.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Must protect.
2: (laughs) But also must kill. Hmm. (laughs) Hmm.
0: (laughs) Do both?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Both is good. Good? No? No. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> the three arrive in France finally, and then continue their path to Paris. Anya focuses on her hope that she will finally discover who she really is, and the song is a journey to the past. In the movie, the song was actually at the beginning of the of the movie, whereas here it has a bit of a different impact because it's in the middle of the show. And yeah. this brings us to the end of Act One. Dun, da,
1: da. Um,
2: um. Yeah. What do you yeah. think so far?
0: It's very different from the movie for sure. Yes. It needs a bad I guy song. I don't know how to feel about that. Big sads everywhere. All the sads. Right. But I guess slightly more accurate, but not at the same time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like the biggest difference from the movie so far, because Dimitri was a servant boy in the castle, right? In the movie. Yeah. And had that connection to Anastasia from the beginning. And they actually figure out that she's Anastasia pretty early on. And so they ride that through the rest of the movie. Whereas in this, they don't know that yet. They suspect, or Anya suspects, there's been some little hints. But officially, it's just it's just a con, and they're not quite sure. And so there's a bit of a different character dynamic here, especially between Anya and Dimitri, as we move from Russia to Paris.
0: Okay. Yeah, certainly an interesting show. Hmm? I do like the music for it.
2: Yes, I'm a big fan, personally. I think it's just, like, I was saying like some of the reviews that it really just is nostalgic. Like
0: Yeah. yeah That's true.
2: Knowing the movie and the story,
0: it's 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 a weird story to add music to. Yes. Like <laughs> I don't know, it's strange. Yeah, like the movie pulled it off pretty well, but it was more lighthearted.
1: Mm-hmm. It is for children.
0: Yeah.
2: Plus you've had the funny little uh Rasputin in the bat, so Yeah. <laughs> whose name I've already forgotten even though we just said it. Bartok. Talk. Bartok. Talk. <laughs> we were just talking yeah, about you it. you got this. It's fine.
0: <laughs> Literally just. So yeah. Anyone have any more thoughts on Act 1? Not really, no. Okay. Kylie. Looks like you got a lot of factoids for us.
1: It looks like that too. <laughs> so, a theater fact for you is that Russia is very proud of its theater. Although, they go to the theater less for entertainment and more for the revelation, the truth. Huh. There's also a large opera scene in Russia. During the Soviet Union, theater was controlled by the state and thus plays were very much about Soviet ideals. After things calmed down, plays became more psychological and rock operas developed. Huh. yeah, Yep. After the collapse of the USSR, Plays kind of went every which way. Classical, revolutionary, documental, humorous, etc. By the 2000s, musicals became popular in Russia.
0: Interesting. They yeah. finally Man, caught you'd like, up. You'd like that, Katie. Rock yeah. operas? It's a good jam. Heck yeah. That's pretty cool. But in Russian, so I wouldn't understand what was going on. Also true. Ah.
1: <laughs> and here's a bonus. A history fact.
0: Ooh. Yeah.
1: Because I'm sure people are curious, here are those facts. The legend of Anastasia has been proven false, as much as possible anyway. A mass grave of several family members was found in 1991 and the two missing bodies were discovered in 2007. DNA testing confirmed the remains were those of the Imperial family, showing that all were killed in 1918. The most famous imposter was Anna Anderson starting in about 1922 claims that she was anastasia grew most of the public was convinced and to this day some people still are there was a private investigation in 1927 that identified anna as a polish factory worker with a history of mental illness but she still gained notoriety she was in and out of mental hospitals for decades as well as spending time with various anastasia familiars who would deny her identity, and she moved to America and married a history professor, all the while still claiming that she was Anastasia. Huh. Yeah. Conflicting testimonies and physical evidence would continue to either support or contradict her claim. She died in 1984, and DNA evidence would later prove that she was definitely not Anastasia, although it's unclear whether she actually thought she was Anastasia or whether she was playing the role for notoriety.
0: Yeah, that is an interesting thought. Like, was it her mental illness that was making her believe that she was Anastasia? Yeah. Or was she just like, I'm desperate to be somebody, kind of, I'm Anastasia. It's very possible that
2: she just was actually convinced that it was her. Who it knows? could have
0: been a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Also, yeah, true. that's true. I want to be someone, and so here's this identity that needs to be filled. But, I am that person. There's like that effect, right, where your brain, like, if you just constantly think about something or want something, you huh. more than more often tend to like get that or do that or whatever. That's true. So if you're constantly like, I am this, brain's like, okay, yep, sure, you are.
1: Self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy. Go ahead. Yeah,
0: yeah. So
2: she it's was just one of many imposters, but she was the most famous.
0: So yeah, I, I remember her. Uh-huh. I mean, I wasn't alive. During the time. <laughs> I was <about laughs> saying, oh, do you? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, was- I knew her. I knew the real Anastasia. Are you a vampire?
1: <laughs> Reincarnation.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Super interesting. So, are we ready to uh, dance our way into Act Two? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't really feel like dancing. It's kind of sad. It is kind of sad. It's okay. But it's Paris We're now. in Paris
2: now. We can dance. Paris!
0: Old oh. Paris. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Chef Louis was in the last episode. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> <laughs> we're done with that. I'm just practicing for my play, where every oh. character has the voice of Chef Louis. Oh, uh, <laughs> That's <yes>. true.
2: <laughs> oh, my. All right. Well, let's kick off act two, shall we?
0: Yay! Please, All right. before, before I start doing anything before else, it gets please... Place. <laughs>
2: All right. So, yes, they are in Paris now and it's beautiful Ta-da. and wonderful. Aww. Uh. <laughs> what are you on, I was Katie? <laughs> Sorry. Dimitri reflects on his growing feelings for Anya while Anya is in awe of the amazing city around them that she's been dreaming of for years. <laughs>
0: okay. So, Dimitri's like, wow, I really love it. Anya and stuff. She's real pretty. And, Anya's like, wow, this city though. <laughs> yes. I <laughs> <laughs> love yeah. it.
2: I gotta say, that's one thing I like more about the musical than the movie, is that, like, it was so much more focused on the two of them in the movie, I think. Yeah. Whereas here, like, it's just, like, her in the city, and she's like, yes, my life, let's go.
1: Happiness. Yeah.
2: Especially when it comes to the song. So all three of them recognize that they have more of a future here than they did in Russia, and the song is Paris Holds the Key to Your Heart, which was in the movie, but it is a bit mm-hmm. different here. So for one, Sophie isn't in it. She was the one that was, like, singing most of it in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, that other stuff I pointed out earlier about they don't know who she is yet and all that. So, in the movie, the relationship between Anya and Dimitri is tinged with that knowledge of who she really is. And so, Dimitri sings Paris is- holds the key to her past. But here in the musical, they don't know yet that yet. They're still figuring things out. And so, he sings Paris holds the key to her fate. Huh. So, little different here,
0: but. Interesting. Oops,
2: heavy. Anyway. Heavy. Uh, and so they all go off and do some sightseeing, because it's Paris, so why not? Yeah, do it. Vlad and Dimitri go off on their own, leaving Anya to visit the Pont Alexander III bridge. She feels a connection to it, and feels like someone else should be there with her, but she's not totally sure what or who. And so the song is crossing a bridge. And so there's a lot of symbolism here, right? Because not only is she physically crossing a bridge, but she's also metaphorically going like from being poor and alone in Russia to being, like, introduced to family and being a royal here in Paris. So it's it's a big moment that she's not totally sure of yet, but it's there. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Dowager Empress is reading letters from various Anastasia impostors and decides to give up her search. So the song has closed the door, and you can really tell how hurt she is in this song, which is fair. Oh, yeah. I mean, being constantly teased by imposters and thinking you've got your granddaughter back and then having it be fake over and mm-hmm. over again. <laughs> Harsh.
0: (laughs) So no wonder she's bitter and just, like, done. I would be too, man. Yep. Yep. That just sucks. Gleb arrives in Paris, and Lily is partying at the Neva Club, where rich and noble Russians reminisce about the old Russia. She's and these exiled aristocrats sing about how things are very different now, and not necessarily for the better. They aren't royals here, so they don't have coaches and caviar and ladies-in-waiting, but at least they aren't dead, like some Russian royals are. The song is Land of Yesterday. Lily is reunited with Vlad and we get to hear about their affair because, yes, she was married. But they snuck away and did the deed a bunch anyway.
1: <laughs> the devil's tango. And
0: the devil's tango. <laughs> <laughs> but she's angry because he stole her jewelry and left her. I, yeah, I mean. And so once a con man, always a con man. I guess, I don't know. But in the end, even though it was seemingly just a simple affair, they were in love. And the two end up Rekindling their romance, and they have a bunch of makeup scenes and stuff on stage. Gross.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> and then Vlad ends up convincing her to help them introduce Anya to the Dowager Empress at an upcoming ballet. The song is The Countess and the Common Man. However, Vlad accidentally drops the tickets, and Gleb, overhearing their plans, picks them up. Of course. The song is Land of Yesterday Reprise, not on the soundtrack. <laughs> Man, they all keep having this this weird name on their title. <laughs> what is that?
2: Yeah. Anya has a nightmare about the execution of the Romanovs. And the song is A Nightmare. Not on the soundtrack. Well, accurate. <laughs> and so she, like, screams out loud from this nightmare. And so Dimitri comes to her rescue. Yeah. So Dmitri comforts her by telling a story from his past. So he saw Anastasia in a parade once when he was ten. And so he recounts her beauty and, like, seeing the sun shining and her, you know, whatever. And Anya, lamenting her lack of memory, starts to place herself in the story, because he's like, well, why don't you just make it your own? Just, like, create your own memories. And so, as she's, like, placing herself in this memory, she realizes that she actually remembers it. Oh. And she remembers Dimitri bowing to her. And he's like, I didn't tell you that. Oops. And she's like,
0: I remember! Ah. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh
2: my god! And so they realize that Anya is really Anastasia! Like, we didn't know this the whole time, but it's fine. <laughs> anyway, so it's super cute because they sing that they knew back then that they would find each other again. And look at them now! Ah, It's fine. This is my favorite song. <laughs> it's cute, and I
1: love it.
0: Anyway,
2: and so he is about to kiss her, but then Dimitri steps back and bows again. <gasps> and then ends the song with referring to her as Your Highness. And so this is the song In a Crowd of Thousands.
1: On the soundtrack. Which
0: is on the soundtrack. On the soundtrack. And I love it! <laughs> if you can't tell, Amber loves it. <laughs> anyway. This is like one of my favorite songs. Listen. I say every episode. I, I, I think Amber says it the most. I say it yeah. every
2: episode, okay? Because it's fine.
0: <laughs> is it?
2: I'm allowed to love things. Yeah, I guess.
1: <laughs> if you must.
2: I don't spend my entire <laughs> life... I okay. I do spend my entire life listening yeah. to musicals. It's fine. Uh-huh. Healthier than other habits. Yeah, true. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So at the ballet, Vlad suspects that Anya and Dmitri are falling in love, but he knows that the two of them can never be together if she is to take the place of Anastasia. And so he says his line from the movie, which is, "I never should have let them dance." The song is meant to be, and so it's a really short song, mostly inter- instrumental. But it also serves as time for Anya and Dimitri to quick change out of their pajamas and into their formal wear. And there's Ooh. actually some videos of this like backstage quick change online, which is pretty cool. I love those. Yeah, I love seeing like that theater backstage stuff. Yeah. And so during the ballet performance of Swan Lake, which is actually happening on stage, pretty cool. While the characters are kind of off to the side watching from their little like theater balconies or whatever. Anya catches a glimpse of the Dowager Empress from across the room and recognizes her. Ah, her dreams are starting to become clearer now and so she's like who is this lady do I know her Dimitri knows that Anya has to follow through with becoming Anastasia as she is meant to do even if it will take her away from him he cries a little bit probably probably <laughs> headcanon <laughs> <laughs> the dowager empress also sees Anya across the room and wonders but then dismisses the thought because she'd given up the search Gleb <laughs> <Nah. laughs> reflects on his current struggle between his head and his heart his loyalty to his country and his mission versus his growing feelings for Anya. they have
0: not talked anymore since that moment. No. Nope. Listen, <laughs> it's really a growing feelings. Stalking. Yeah. 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 Actually, though.
1: Stalking makes a heart grow fonder. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not sure if it should. I said but a it heart. <laughs> a heart,
1: not both hearts. Yuck. A heart.
2: So Dmitri and Gleb together sing a bit to the tune of "Once Upon a December," which was the lullaby from earlier. Dimitri even sings a bit from Journey to the Past, also from earlier, and then all four singers sing their separate bits, and then they come together at the end and sing Anastasia. So this song is Quartet at the Ballet. Nice. So after the ballet, Lily also recognizes Anastasia. She takes her to the Dowager Empress uh, so they can talk. (laughs) Hmm, (laughs) Meanwhile, Dimitri worries about the meeting and how it's going, but he also worries about what will happen between him and Anya, which is fair. Because he knows he's in love with her, but he has to let her go for her to become who she truly is. And so this is the song Everything to Win. And as he sings, the only thing I lose is... He pauses, and Anya comes out back out onto the stage, and he's, like, staring at her as he sings You. And I oh, just...
0: you! <laughs> <laughs> it's Soulja Boy! Oh, uh, you! Oh, my Soulja God. Boy's actually Anastasia.
2: <laughs> Surprise! Anyway, it's a
1: cute moment.
0: Yeah. We like to ruin things.
1: We made a cuter.
0: <laughs> we did.
1: That's in Matt's musical now. <laughs> Gotta have Soldier, Soldier Boy? Boy. As Anastasia.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 just Anastasia in a dress. just Yeah, doing the Superman. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Alright. <laughs> anyway. Anya leaves the meeting angrily, having learned of the con that Vlad and Dimitri were trying to pull. She storms off, and Dimitri waits for the Dowager Empress and tries to beg her to see Anya, but she refuses and dismisses him. Back at the hotel, Anya starts packing, but is interrupted by the Dowager Empress. Somehow, she was impressed on how Dmitri had been open and honest with her, even if it was unbefitting of how a royal should be treated. She questions Anya about her past and the Romanov family, trying to figure out if she's Anastasia, but Anya doesn't like how rude she's acting and says that she isn't acting like the Nana she remembers. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, got her. She tries to get her to reflect on how she has changed over the last 20 years. I mean, having your whole family murdered, I would be pretty bitter too. Let's be real. Change yeah. Someone. yeah. Anya then remembers the night her grandmother left her for Paris and she pulls out the music box, shows it to her and sings the lullaby. The Dowager Empress finally realizes the truth, gasps at her name, and the two embrace. And the song is Once Upon a December, Reprise. A press conference is held the next morning, where Vlad and Lily fend off hungry reporters. Lily, as the Dowager Empress's lady-in-waiting, is very mature and calm about the whole thing. is like, don't worry, news is coming, but I can't tell you anything yet. And then Vlad interrupts with, yeah, guys, the princess is totally alive. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Me Me dumb. (laughs) Pretty lady princess now. (laughs) (laughs) That song is the press conference. And most of the song is just a bunch of reporters asking a bunch of questions about Anastasia over and over again while the other two try to hold them off. Before appearing in public, the Dowager Empress tells Anya that Dimitri did not take the reward after all. Anya expresses worries about her future, about being a princess, and her grandmother assures her that no matter what, they are family and will always be together. Anya runs off to think and, and realizes that she is in love with Dimitri. She decides to go after him. The song is Everything to Win reprise. No, uh, And the song flows right into the next one. Anya is singing the same line as Dimitri had. The only thing I lose is... But then she stops in surprise. <gasps> <gasps> Before she can go, Gleb
1: slips into
2: the room and locks the door. Oh, ah! dun, dun And so he says he must kill her to complete his father's mission.
0: Nah. <laughs> no- Nobby.
2: So he tries to convince her to give up the royal identity, which they both now acknowledge is true. Anya remembers that day now, and so she. the day of the murders now, and bravely taunts him into killing her so that she can be at peace with the rest of her family.
0: I dare you to kill me. Yeah, yeah. But you won't. <laughs> uh,
2: and actually, I think. I'm pretty sure from what I. because I haven't seen the show personally, but from what I can tell online. I think, like, the rest of the family is, like, sitting on stage, and so she's like, just let me join them. And so The she, ghosts. <laughs> she insists that she's her father's daughter, and she's willing to go like he did, and so Gleb shouts back that he's his father's son. But, of pew, course, pew. Gleb, who still likes her, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> but is also unwilling to bear the shame of his father. Which of these reasons is more powerful? I'm not sure, but he's unable to kill her.
0: <laughs> Good. Yay.
2: Uh, And so this song is Still slash the Neva Flows reprise. And Anya actually ends up comforting him and they call a truce.
0: (laughs) There, there, you would-be murderer. It's okay that you didn't do it.
2: Vlad, Lily, and the palace staff search for Anya and can't seem to find her. But the Dowager Empress is just happy that Anya is back where she belongs. Like, she's Anastasia and she knows this now. And she has her family again. So she and Gleb announce to their people, so Dowager Empress to... Paris and Glub to Russia, I guess. Mm, that yeah. the rumors of Anastasia will cease, that you know, the rumors are false, it was never a thing, she's not alive, whatever, and the reward will be donated to charity. So they decide to keep the truth a secret.
1: Ba ba ba.
2: Uh-huh, and so the song this is a song finale. Meanwhile, Anya finds Dimitri on the bridge, Pont Alexander III, and they uh. embrace they leave for Paris together as the spirits of the Romanovs celebrate the life Anya and Dimitri will have together. And so the musical ends with a chunk of the lullaby, Once Upon a December.
0: Aww. no Happy ending. All that hard work for nothing. Yeah. Very cute. That's the show. That's the show. Bunch of murder. It cute. <laughs> murder and stalking. <stop> <laughs> yeah, it starts off with a bunch of murders and ends in a romance. It's like the opposite of uh, Romeo and Juliet true what well, does everyone think about the show it's okay
1: yeah Needs <laughs> a bad guy song <laughs> yeah
2: like since gleb is like the closest this gets to a bad guy like he's got a few songs but they're not really like powerful villain ballads so <laughs> they're just
0: <laughs> i'm confused i'm angsty boy i love you <laughs> or girl i saw once
2: yep hormones oh no oh yeah. no
0: <laughs> 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 Ah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's an interesting story and the, like, the changes from the original one, I, I, yay. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it still holds. It's still
2: just a cute show. It's got a nice soundtrack. It's, like, easy to listen to uh, when I'm not feeling, like, screaming out loud to songs in my car. (laughs) (laughs) Which is never. (laughs) Which is always. Yeah. But, like, no, this is just, it's a cute little show.
0: So that's the show, you guys. That's Anastasia. We did it. Yeah. Ah. Ah. We totally
2: didn't know that Anya was Anastasia the whole time. What? No. And now this feels like a Cards against Humanity card. Yeah. (laughs) Blank was really blank all along.
0: (gasps) Mm. This card wins. So that was Anastasia. Thanks for coming along on a journey through the past. Hey. Yay. Yes. <laughs> That's the name of one of the songs. <laughs> I did it. I did it. <laughs> Proud of you. Yay. So yeah, definitely uh, listen to this one. I mean, we recommend you listen to all of them, at least just for comparison. And if you've actually seen this one on stage, please let us know. Yeah. Because, you know, we don't know when it's going to be coming back because of COVID and all that stuff. So... Let let us know your experiences with it. Uh, You can always reach us at our email at savemeanisleseat at gmail.com or you can tweet us at saveanisleseat on Twitter. Amber will love to gush about her fanfictions, I am sure. I ship it! (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so thanks for listening to this, guys. We really appreciate the support. We are... I think we're over 400 downloads. Yay! Yay. I don't want to jinx it, but I think we're about to hit that 500 mark
2: oh my god
0: i know it's super exciting and all the you know the thousand download a day podcasts are just laughing at us but i love it i seriously we gotta start somewhere exactly yeah. yep. i'm really proud of us i'm really yeah. proud of you guys for supporting us it's really cool yeah Even thank if you for listening. listening yeah so as uh you may or may not know word of mouth is the best way to spread support for podcasts and that's how most people learn about new podcasts so if you can just tell your friends and family and you know strangers on the street that's cool tell us a li- tell them to listen to it just scream at them it's just, fine just scream at them. hey Anastasia came out today that's it <laughs> what huh? yeah we really appreciate that support and if you want to support us in other ways we also still have our ko-fi open which is www.ko-fi.com slash network. Any support there helps all of the podcasts and our network, which uh, Matt, I, I am on all of them. <laughs> so if you like me, you're in, you're in luck. <laughs> and Matt is also on another one, so that's really fun. Yee. He's more of a dork on that one, if you can believe it. What? Yee. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so I think that wraps up this one, you guys. And we will catch you on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Oh no! You're fired now. <laughs> there it is. He's fired.
1: <laughs> I was about to say Matt did not get fired today.
0: But Almost made it. Almost had made to it. had to ruin it right at the end. huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah.